What up, Mahanyaks? Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Ramy Viking Podcast, bringing you your final dose of weird, and it is going to be very weird today, much like Wednesdays, which was pretty weird. So uh, we're gonna keep. We're gonna start by kicking off with a current trend uh, that has started this week, thanks to uh, who now the official right hand Hanyak Connor. He's been the day one listener, and he has started this trend of, as he's listening, typing up his, what he calls his live pod reaction to episodes. So, he, um, and it's been fun, and it's provided some good content the last couple episodes. He has given me some direct feedback, and then I can read it live, and it's also a note to anyone who is interested uh, in giving me their feedback that they can do so, and it will be featured on the podcast. We're looking at, right now we're looking at Wednesdays, kind of being, uh, to use alliterations, because that's what everyone does, uh, Wild West Wednesdays, I don't know, we'll figure it out, or just Wild Wednesdays. Where I feature comments from you, the listeners, the Hanya Accord, and or and field questions, any guys, any questions you might have, or answers that you might have to questions that I pose on the podcast. So I like that. I I like the idea of doing that. But for now, for today, we're just bringing a good dose of weird to kick you off into the weekend. I uh, got a few things. We're gonna do the live pod reaction from Wednesday in. Let me know too if you like the if you like the live pod reaction, kind of getting that feedback, that discussion element, or if you find it annoying that every episode I'm talking about the last episode because there is a part of me that says why it, it that, that feels maybe that's not inter- entertaining or interesting except to us, which maybe this podcast will just turn into a a weird, weirdly formatted discussion between the head Hanyak and his right hand Hanyak, Gus and Connor. So that's who knows, but it, it could it, it could turn into something bigger, but that requires you and maybe some of your feedback and input. So that's the housekeeping for today. And to kick things off, that's what we're going to start with is is uh, the right hand Hanyak's live pod reaction to Wednesday's episode. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It is well worth the listen. There is some. So I, the first first portion of it if you don't want to hear about the slap anymore then skip to like the 15, 12 15 minute mark first 10 minutes is kind of where that's at and then talk a little bit about the nfl and get into some fun stuff uh, my sister has a wild take on a question that i posed regarding rest areas which we'll get to soon enough because there was a follow-up update on that can you believe it all right so connor's live reaction um so he's just got some good takes, some good jokes. Willard, referring to Will Smith, pulled off the great power of getting everyone on the side of Chris Rock. Well played. I He says he loves the British, and Ricky Gervais is hilarious. He agrees. He's the best Oscar host. And then I was... I, I employed my displeasure on... NFL's overtime rules. I think they're nonsense. I think they're bonkers. The fact that they can tie. And in classic Giants fan fashion, you know, he can't be the only troll under the bus. So he has to pull the Philly fan with him. So he claims that I am just upset by the precedent that has been set. The Davy Jones curse, if you will, that the Eagles and the Bengals have to tie once a decade. Because so far, they're two for two on that. 
They've done it in this decade and the last, and I'm worried that this will continue and be a thing as long as ties are in the NFL. And then he gloated that he got to, there's some gloating in all caps about how he got, I, I brought up the tie with the Bengals. He just thinks it's hilarious. Well, to that, I would bring up Connor. Remind me again who your leading rusher has been in the last two seasons for the Giants. And uh, how many touchdowns has Saquon scored? Yards, you know, that sort of thing. Wasn't he like a top five pick? Or something like that, you know, tree trunk legs, supposed to be Earl Campbell, Barry Sanders-esque. What's, what's going on with that? Could you just, just remind me? Oh, that's right. I think Daniel Jones surpassed, has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley in the last two seasons. So, yeah, funny thing. Funny how that works, right? Okay. Fun fact about the movie 23, which he also reviews, or the number 23. The movie, the number 23. How annoying. Uh, We'll leave that out. That's personal. Anyways. (laughs) He found the same hilarity that I found in my sister's take. Uh, He patted himself on the back when he substituted a couple weeks ago. Okay, cool. Good for you. And then that question I will save until Wednesday. But that, (laughs) that being said. If you haven't heard, so that that's a perfect segue, is he he thought Rachel's take on rest areas was insane and hilarious. Uh, he also said she was so close and there's like ten laughing emojis, so that's great, right? Alright, you might you may you may not listen, you may have been ahead a Hanyak and you may have not listened to Wednesday's episodes. You don't know what we're talking about. Well don't worry. It is that good that it I am I'm playing the clip again. It's also that short. Of my sister's answer. So congratulations, Rachel. You're featured two straight episodes. It's the exact same clip. And now the roasting has carried over a little bit. So sorry, not sorry about that. You did this one to yourself. I posed a question two episodes, three episodes ago now, last Friday, about rest areas. And I was like, what do you think of like rest areas along the highway where it's like four picnic tables, a vending machine, and a porta potty? Like, what's the point? I see no point in them. I think they're stupid. I just stop at travel stops in towns with gas and stop at the gas station because I stop to get gas and go to the bathroom and you do it all in one. Those rest areas offer me nothing. I think they're pointless. I've never used them. And so I said, what do you think? What do you think about rest areas? Give me your take. And this is what my sister submitted. To answer your question, I have never stopped at a, at a designated uh, rest area because I think that they are kind of worthless. Might as well just go, you know, book yourself a hotel or a motel because why sleep in your car when you can sleep in a bed? So that's her take on rest areas and while I agree with her that they are pointless, I don't know if I agree on the why, but the, the point of the matter is that she ended up at the same place. I'm not going to belabor my reaction again and do that all over again, but pretty great take. Am I right? Am, am I right? Well, uh, also, side note, that little fun noise you hear, the do-do-do-do-do, uh, if you're new here, that indicates that it's what I call a time skip, so essentially it's either I'm inserting some external audio that was sent in or from a previous episode, something, uh, or it indicates that, like, 
at the time. So say I'm recording right now that that there's been like I'm either post recording this bit and then inserting it into the middle of the episode to explain something. Yada, yada, yada. So like when I do interviews and then I post record the intros and outros, I use that little noise. It's just it's just a nice little segue. So, yeah, that was her take. And of course, like a good sister, she listened to the episode and I tried to warn her a little bit. They're like, hey, I'm coming at you. So (laughs) I don't know if this helps any matters, but her response to it, I I feel that I want to offer her the dignity of allowing her to respond and not be voiceless here. Right. She said for the rest stop question, she paused the episode as soon as I proposed it and then she answered it. So she stopped listening, recorded that answer and then kept listening. And then she said, I still stand by my opinion on it. She goes, but I died laughing to the reaction. So all in all, good sport as you should be in that situation and just learn to laugh at yourself. Something my family is very good at and take pride in that. But at the same time, just being the ultimate Hanyak and saying, I stand by it. I said it and I will continue to say it. That is what I believe. You got, you got the truth from me. And hey, I respect you for that. I respect the heck out of that. Good on you. Because what am I supposed to say? Like, this is a show all about Hanyaks, and you just did the most Hanyak thing. You could have said, oh, I misunderstood. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about this or that. Or, you know what? Uh, just a bad take, right? And she said, no. This is my take, and that's what it is. End of story. I'm not going to say full stop because I am very annoyed that there are a few things that, you know, just annoy you and you don't even know why I am so tired of hearing people, you know, when they get fired up about something, there is never a reason to blah, 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 full stop. I don't know. I don't like that. The trend of the Morse code trend has, has come out in that way. I don't know. I, 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 I just don't like it. I hate it. Don't ask why, but now you're welcome. Now you have some ammo on how to really just piss me off when we're hanging out. Just say full stop. <laughs> it is never okay to talk over someone. Full stop. Oh, oh, they said full stop. That means they're serious. I don't. It's a it's a way to add emphasis. It's like saying you should never speed. Period. Right. But the full stop one. I maybe to me it just seems pretentious, or maybe the people who. I don't know, the people who I see, I think they're pretentious, I'm judgmental, who knows? I'm not perfect, I'm flawed, but do you use full stop? Do you use that ever? You know what trend I'm talking about? Maybe it's because, I don't know, I don't know. Do you have any insights? Could you assess my psychology a little bit and be like, here's maybe why you do that, because Lord knows I need help, and I need lots of it, so... There you go, though. Shout out to Rachel sticking to her guns, not backing down on her opinion. And this is, look, and that's fine. That's why it's opinion, though. (laughs) It can be as wild as you want, and it is your opinion. And I can say, yo, you really shouldn't say that, or that's really dumb. And you could say, that's fine. I'm still saying it. Okay, cool. Control what you can control, folks. So we, as we have shifted into April, at least as of the release of this episode, ooh, hint, hint, I recorded it beforehand. As you all know, I have finished, by this time, at least, I have finished 12 Rules for Life. I am working on my book review. It is 
going to be a tough one. I'm, I think I'm going to try and condense it down because there's no, if I, I, the book breakdown of, if I just did it like I did my last two, it would be four hours. Long. I would, it would be like three episodes. It would be a full week of episodes. It would be a week of Jordan Peterson and I would, it'd be three. So that'd be four rules per episode. And that still probably wouldn't be enough. And they would all be two hour episodes. So it's just insane. And for that reason, I'm going to, yes, I will cover the 12 rules and I will try and pick out my best highlights. But overall, I can tell you at the time of recording, having just a little bit left, it is a, it is a psychotherapy session from Jordan Peterson in the form of a book. The insights and the tools and the techniques it provides for you through stories, examples, uh, crap, what's the word? Hypotheticals allow you to be able to use certain to, to kind of psychoanalyze yourself and almost give yourself some therapy. It's actually really, really cool and also really convicting in a lot of ways. And it's incredible too, how albeit he's not a believer. I mean, he, that is his, a lot of his foundations using biblical narratives and, and things that uh, he pulls from the Bible to make certain points and look at certain things when he's, when he's making this case. It is an incredible book. I can tell you this. It is an incredible book that you should definitely read. I, I've said this before. I don't think there's more than 10 pages in this book where I haven't underlined uh, or highlighted or starred something, right? I'm pulling, there's something on every page. It really is incredible. So go, go pick it up. Go give it a read. Hopefully sometime, maybe next week, if not, two weeks. It should be next week. Cause I like to do my book review and then start reading my next book. So I try and do my book reviews early because I don't want to get convoluted. That being said, I, but be on the lookout for that book review. I need a, a book. I still need a book for the month of April. I have not decided. I, yes, I have some on a list on Amazon. None of them are really jumping out at me. So, uh, and you might say, what kind of book are you looking for? Well, nothing really in particular. My wife jokingly said the Bible. And I said, whoa, now. I I am in no way, shape, or form prepared for that. But looking for a book, and I'm leaning towards some like C.S. Lewis, and to do some uh, some kind of Christian some Christian literature, if you want to call it that, um, about certain things, or maybe dipping into G.K. Chesterton. I don't know if I'm ready for him. We'll see. But yeah, if you have any recommendations, I mean, literally anything and everything. I'm kind of on the deep, insightful track right now. The carnivore code was kind of an anomaly. I did how not to read the Bible. Now I'm doing 12 rules for life. So something in that same vein, but honestly, I'm open to anything. Maybe I need to read like a fun big fun book, like Huck Finn or something like that. Who knows, you know, but all your suggestions are appreciated. Send them in. I'm, I, I will be getting a book and starting a book this week. So do it now. Don't wait around. Give me your recommendations. And I'll, I'll at the very least, I'll add them to my list because I don't have this. I'm trying to read a book a month and I don't have this planned out beyond that. Okay, so let's dive into, let's just dive into the weird of this episode. This is just kind of rapid fire notes that I have that I almost did for last episode. And then when I started laying out all the stuff I had for the listener feedback, the Hanyak feedback, I was like, ah, that's going to take up the whole episode. So here we are. All right. Kia's new logo. Have you seen it? It is. It is no longer Kia. They are K-N because that's what their logo is. And there's no convincing me otherwise. They updated their logo and it's supposed to like, it's all connected and flow. It literally looks like a capital K 
attached to a capital N and there's no I, there's no A, there's no, it's gotten so abstract and vague and stylish that it's KN. So be on the lookout. Kia has rebranded as KN. I don't know what that stands for exactly, but they're only a few letters away from being a knife and that wouldn't be halfway bad way to brand your to brand your brand, to brand your company, especially a car company, cutting edge, right? Like that sort of thing, you know, and sleek, stylish, but functional, you know, when wielded in your hands, you feel like you have the power type situation. So yeah, good on them. If you know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up Kia's logo. I've seen so many KN cars and I'm like, I'm like, oh, what is this new car? Who is... Oh, that that's Kia, or that used to be Kia, rather. It's KN, whatever that is. So, yeah, there's that There's that random thought for today. I, and I see it everywhere, and I'm like, I kind of, you know? And I think there's some logos out there, too, that are just a little too abstract, where I'm like, y- y- once I know what it is, you can see it, but I can't figure it out. And to me, a logo, is it needs to stand out, it needs to be recognizable, but I also need to, if I've never seen or seen or interacted with your company before, I should be able to read and be like, oh, they do this. Kia, what is that? Oh, it's on a car, it's a car company, right? And I go, oh, KN, no idea. I guess it's a car company because it's on a car. Is it a car company? I know, you know, and maybe that's the point is confusion, but I'm not with it. So there you go. And uh, something else I've noticed recently too, and so this might offend some some of my new friends here because I've seen them wearing this this way, and I want to put the disclaimer. Just because I potentially hate something and you either do it or or wear it or whatever doesn't mean I hate you or am judgmental towards you. Look, that's your prerogative. I'm just telling you my feelings, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I can't believe you. We can't be friends. Anything like that. So let me just say that. So so take this in a lighthearted tone, please. But hear me out. So you may have noticed recently, like I've noticed recently, that the trend... So we all see fashion recycles and trends recycle. And... That is commonplace, right? Bell bottoms have made an awkward comeback or high-waisted jeans. He's like bleached, loose-fitting, like 90s jeans. You know, and some are good, some are bad. Like chokers made a comeback. That was weird. Not into that. But there's those sort of things. And 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 it's funny because now we're all, I, I'm old enough is one of those age things. It's like I'm old enough to see that they were, know what the trends were, you know, slightly before my time and see them come coming back and being popular like fanny packs that was a 90s thing actually and they're back now in a lot of ways but now oh you wear them across your shoulder so it's like a chest pack it's super cool but i mean my wife wears a fanny pack i have no problems with them my dad has been rocking fanny packs for freaking 30 years love it so he but yeah so one trend though but a lot of times these trends, it's just, this is why I don't follow fashion. This is why I wear what I like and what I want to do. And sometimes be slightly influenced, but for the most part, it's like, I wear what I like. And guess what? Every 15 or so years, 10, 15, five years, whatever, however quick the cycle is, I'm going to end up being in style, right? Like I wanted to grow my hair long and grow a beard. And that's become in the last like seven, eight years, that has become more of a style or trend. And it's like, Oh cool. You got long hair and a beard. And it's like, yeah. And then, and then it got, weird with like the top knots and whatnot that was horrible 
and so we see that happening. And so for me, it's just like, because I look at it and to me, all I see is arbitration. I just see it as very arbitrary. Who decides these things? Like, where is this coming from? It's almost as mysterious as God sometimes that like these fashion trends. Oh, this is so in. Says who? Who decided this? Is this Vogue magazine? Is this Cosmo? Is this just random execs being like, this is back in. And everyone just says it like it's a known fact and it it came down from the magical tablets or they went and saw the oracle high on uh, high out of her mind and delusional like in ancient Greece. It might as well be that because that's what it feels like when it comes to fashion a lot of times when these fashion cycles happen and, and trends come back into style because to me, there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just someone somewhere, they went to the little oracle up on the hill like Leonidas did in 300 and and they and... They ask, like, what's the next fashion trend? And she does her little thing. If you've seen the movie 300, you know what I'm talking about, right? And they, they give her some more drugs. And so she's super duper high and she whispers nonsense. And then the interpreters are really who are making the rules. And they just say, well, it's going to be this, you know, bell bottoms are back. And it, it just makes no sense. So I don't know. I'm also a contrarian, so I'm not a trend follower. Sometimes I do the opposite of things out of pure spite because everyone's doing that. Well, I'm going to do the opposite, right? And I'll admit that. Okay. That's kind of my place in reality. So one trend that has recently come back into style and we'll see, I'm curious to see when I go back to Oklahoma, if I see this as much or because a lot of times Oklahoma is notorious for being behind the curve. I don't think it's as behind the curve as a lot of people says it is, but Oklahoma City specifically, Oklahoma, the rural parts, which are most of it, they definitely may well be because rural parts usually are tracking a little bit slower because all the trends start in the urban centers, in the cities. Well, I'm curious to, I've seen it all over Denver, but when I go back to Oklahoma City, I'm curious to see if it's there as well, if it's prevalent, or it'd be funny if in like three months it finally is there, I'd be like, I knew about this trend before it was cool, before it was mainstream, and not that I care at all, but okay, so rolling up the pants just a little bit, like... So your pants, you don't fall on, you know, so rolling up the very bottom of your pants, it was that what that's, that, that's what I call it at least, is a trend. Now, I've seen it, so there's also these boots that are super trendy. They're no lace, they're like kind of mid-ankle boots with the little elastic on the side. Literally, so I remember our first week at church, I think two-thirds of the people in church were wearing those, and I was like, dang, that's a trend. Okay, cool. And no problem with them either. I mean, honestly, I would. that's a pair of boots that I would own. And that's why I say trends sometimes influence me, but I'm not necessarily following the trend. I'm just like, those. you know what? Those are some cool boots. They're versatile. They look like they're useful, functional. I'm a pragmatist at heart. So, uh, but I see that and I just go, huh, okay. You know, sometimes people do their own things and uh, I think Denver is a little bit more hipster, cool kid city. And I'm not meaning that in a derogatory way, but you know, and, and a lot of times I'm like, oh, is that what the cool kids are doing? I don't know. And But I saw a couple people, and I didn't think much of it. I thought, oh, that's just what they're doing. And they're also wearing the boots. And I was like, maybe the, the way they didn't like the way their pants fell in their boots. And then as I've been here now almost three months, I've seen it and gone, oh, this is a trend and a thing. And I do not understand it, and I also despise it. You will never see me doing that unless it is for a functional reason, such as I'm taking my shoes off to wade in some water and need to roll my pants up. But for pure style purposes, I think it looks geeky, nerdy, silly. Oh, man, here I go. Now, this is where I hurt people's feelings, right? I'm like, why would people be offended by what I think? 
oh, because now I said I think it looks silly, and so you're going to think that I think you look silly next time we see each other. I don't care that much. Because if you like it, then that's all that matters. And this is an important lesson in not caring about what people think, right? Because this is, I mean, this is what drives my fashion or lack thereof, if you want to call it, is that I don't care what you think. I wear what I like and I think I look good. And I've had people be like, what are you wearing? Like, why are you doing that? My wife sometimes, and uh, she jokes about people all the time. She was like, yeah, uh, um, where she's, she, she kind of jokes that she can try and tell me what to wear, but good luck and but yeah honestly uh definitely not well i don't get on trends but if i did i would avoid this one like the plague i don't understand the appeal at all breeze on the ankles i only understand it from the boot perspective where maybe you wanted the tops of your boots to be free but there's no real reason it's still but then when you're wearing like rego shoes it's like ah showing a little bit of ankle hey there, sexy look at that ankle or cankle and for me really that's what it is they're so my my ankles are so destroyed from all the sprains but yeah just not interested i have enough trouble with pants in general to worry about trying to roll because that's my thought if I would, I'm sure a lot of these people, their pants are either designed that way or they roll them up and they stay that way. Be, with, I just don't feel like mine would stay. They get in the wash and I have to roll them up. And I'm just like, that's so much work. I suck at rolling. I've never been good at like rolling my sleeves up or whatever. So it would be a real struggle. It would look real shoddy. So I guess, do you buy them that way now? Are they selling them that way? That would be my question. I don't know. I don't understand it. I'm not with it. I think it's whack. But good for you if you like it and are doing it. You keep up the good work. Look, those ankles. Hey, just keep up with those ankles, though. Don't let them get, don't let them get flaky. Make sure they stay lotioned, groomed, well-groomed. If you're going to be showing them off, right, might as well make them look good. Okay? You know, try and, try and keep it good, good and healthy. And uh, I wonder in the summers, or at least in the spring, once it gets a little bit warmer, there's sun out. Well, probably not. But it would be a funny, that would be a funny tan line. Like, someone takes their shoes off and they... I'm not going to say take their pants off, but they, they change into shorts and they have this like one tan ring around their ankle. Maybe that's the style. Like Chaco tans were a thing. People tried to maximum, get as much of a contrast, get the best Chaco tan. I remember that, uh, in high school and into college and all the kids were obsessed with those, which I have a pair of Chacos. I don't know. They just don't vibe with my feet super well. They tighten up in weird places, and I'm always constantly having to loosen them. I like the style. I like the concept of the shoe, but I just don't think it's for me. It's so it's these flimsy straps and this heavy sole, and so it pull. It's constantly pulling, and I don't know. They're just they've never been super comfortable for me. I got weird feet though, so who knows? That's enough on that topic. I went way longer than I expected to, but yeah, rolling the pants up. The, to basically have capris. Don't understand. I can understand it from the standpoint of if guys who wear super cool shoes are super into shoes and they want to, they want, you know, they don't want their dirty jeans rubbing on their shoes or they just want to be able to show off the whole shoe. Like there's a, there's a real purpose there, but just doing it for doing it. I don't get it. And, and maybe it's like, Oh, it keeps my ends of my pants clean. Well, yeah, but then they're always rolled up. So it doesn't really matter if they were clean or dirty because they're rolled up. See what I'm saying? Logic falls apart does not compute so good for you if you do it though i was so interesting story right so i'm i'm out of town right now not as i'm recording this but as this is airing so this is past me talking to future you and we are boarding our dogs while we take this little weekend trip and 
so we had to find a place to board them, and I was calling around all these different places. First and foremost, I come from a small town vet where you do the boarding. It's like 15 bucks a day. It's very basic. It's like, look, it's a place to house your dogs. It's nothing fancy, but it gets the job done. That's all I need. Well, now there's all these doggy daycares and Camp Bow Wow, and I think are good where it's like a a more daycare-like experience, which could be better for the social health of the dogs and to go to daycare, get them socialized or to house them. But I mean, I we're gone, it's four days, right? And it was going to be like 400 bucks for two dogs. And to me, that's just a little bit ridiculous and outrageous. One place was 500 bucks, a couple places were like 300. And I'm like, man, I what in the world? But this is all beside the point, right? So Looking for cheap dog boarding. That's that's a trick. Found it, though. But I was calling this one place, and he's like, okay, so dropping off the kids on Thursday and then picking them up on Monday morning. What are the kids' names? And I wanted to go, you know what? I got to go. This phone call is over because these are dogs. These are pets, specifically dogs, not my kids. I, yeah, so this is the, this is the, this is the, the episode of Rage here. This is where you get my ranting. The, we're going to go through the fire, the gauntlet. <clears throat> I. This goes along with the full stop. This goes along with the weird trends. I cannot stand referring to like your dogs as your kids. I, I get the sentiment in some ways. In a lot of ways, my dogs do feel like my kids or it's the closest thing to kids until I start having kids. But they are not kids. I don't know. I'm just too much of like a. Maybe and this is maybe where I'm an old grumpy man. I'm like, it's it, they're my dogs, they're my pets, they're my dogs. Refer them as my dogs. They're not my fur babies. Look, I can handle kids before I handle fur. Fur baby, what? What do we? No. Furbies, I remember that was the thing. That was cool for like four year olds. I'm a grown adult. They are just my dogs. End of story. Oh, it's your fur babies, and I'm sorry if you call them fur babies, but once again, that's your prerogative. I do not judge you for that. Or if you even refer to them as your kids, right? So, now, I do have one set of friends, two two boy dogs, and they say the boys. I want to say, before I elicit any potential rage here, that is different, right? Saying the boys is just referring to, hey, these are the bo- like, I got the boys, it's, it's the two dogs, right? That does not bother me at all. I actually like that, right? And if I had two boy dogs, I would say, I'd probably say the boys, I would get the boys, right? Or the pups, things like that, that's fine. But kids, to me, is just a... It, it's then... I don't know. They're not my kids. They're not my kids. Stop referring them to kids. They're, they're my dogs. They're my pets. I love them like kids, you could say. But I just... I don't, I don't know. I don't buy, I don't like the euphemism. I mean, they're just dogs. And I think people are trying to be, oh, you know, we care about them so much. It's your kids, right? And I just don't like the hyperbole that comes with that or the pandering. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's more pandering, especially when I'm talking to a place and I need to board my dogs. Okay. So yeah, your kids are going to be just fine. When are you going to drop off the kids? Huh? Think, maybe think they're being cheeky. No, stop it. They're my dogs. They're pets. Thank you. But I do say, I want to be clear here. And I'm speaking to really one person and then two people because I know it's gonna he's gonna talk to his spouse about it, right? So make sure she knows I am a okay with the boys. I don't know if you guys refer to them as the kids, so that that's a different story. But like I said, I don't care. But saying the boys or saying the girls, that's fine because there are boy dogs, there are girl dogs, and so you're saying the boys, and it's like okay, you're referring to your dogs. 
that's fine, right? That's 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 different. And there's a differentiation there. When you start saying the kids, that's when it's full on. You're talking about humans? Oh, no, you're talking about dogs, right? Because dogs have sex. And so there's, oh, that sounded weird. They, they have different sexes, right? They have the male and the female. And so boys and girls, it makes sense. But that's, I, I better stop doing that before I dig a hole potentially any deeper. I'm really making a lot of people mad today. You know, this is really how you grow. Look, the recipe to a good podcast, okay? This is how you grow your audience. You, you, you basically rant on probably a lot of, and talk about all the stuff you hate that probably some portion of your audience does in one way, shape, or form. And then you make sure really alienate them good, make them feel good about their choices and decisions, and that keeps them coming back, right? Now, maybe you might say my strategy here is to enrage you so that you send in and talk about why I'm wrong or why you think I'm stupid, and that drives listenership. And then you come back because now, guess what? It's it's like clickbait, right? I'm just enticing you, right? What what stupid hot takes is? How is he going to hate on the things that I like today, right? How is he going to make me mad today? It's it's the it's like rage porn, basically, you know, in a lot of ways. So, no, that's not what I'm trying to do at all. This is just what this episode has ended up. Welcome to the wild world of the Rambling Viking, where you get me, unfiltered, and you get my whole thoughts, right? And you have a chance to present your whole thoughts if you want to send them in. Wednesdays or when we read comments, questions, answer questions, all from the audience. That is your time to shine. So send it in, and that's, or at least that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to start. I'm always experimenting with different episodes, different series, what to do. We're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and so all that format, it, it's always shifting. So, and you can let me know, and you can play a serious part in shifting that. So, all right. Now on to a great dad joke that I came up with earlier this week. We were at the store and walking around, and you know, it's it's cage-free, right? It's all cage-free, free-range, grass-fed, all that good stuff. Which I am for, especially since, you know, the carnivore code, like, the more natural, regenerative way they can be farmed. Definitely against factory farming. But I saw an interesting thing, and I said, that phrasing could be misleading. I said, why would I care about that, right? And I was like, I don't, that doesn't bother me. It said, cage-free eggs. And I said, what? so first question why were we ever putting eggs in cages? Where are they going to run away to? What are we keeping them? Or maybe we're keeping them from. Second of all, why does it matter if my eggs are in cages? I could give a rip about them. They're kind of inanimate. They've not, they're not fully formed. They're unfertilized and I'm going to eat them. It's the chickens that I don't want to be caged because that makes for better quality eggs. So I was like, I don't, I don't care. You can cage the eggs all you want. So then, of course, I just have this image of all these eggs in a cage. Or like when they go and they get them and the, and the chickens have them, they pick them up and they put them in a cage. Here, lock this one up. It's a wild one. Oh, no. We got a jailbreak. The eggs are on the loose. Oh, my gosh. Why? How am I a real human being? Honestly, sometimes I wonder. The things that come through come into my brain. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so... That's a wild west life of me is welcome to I'm in the grocery store and I read something I've read a thousand times cage free eggs. And then I pause and just go cage free eggs. I don't care if they're cage and technically they're not cage free. They're they're locked in this cage carton right here. Plastic or styrofoam or cardboard. Some might say that's a form of a cage. I don't know. I'm I'm fine with caged eggs. I assume that means those eggs are maybe a little bit wild, which means might be a little bit more flavorful, have a little bit more spunk. That's, that's going to be a spunky omelet. There's, there's a phrase for you. Get yourself a spunky omelet. All right. What? Yeah. Can I get an omelet extra spunky? Spunky eggs only. The ones you got to keep in a cage in the back, separated from all the other eggs because they don't play nice 
end up cracking them. That's what I'm looking for. So cage-free eggs, don't care. Cage-free chickens making the eggs, now that's 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 a different story. But the eggs, cage them all you want. Also, I think you cage them when you put them in this carton. So you're a liar. But <laughs> that, that's my bad dad joke for the week, if you can call it a joke. Other observation, more rage coming in hot your way right here. This is my time to vent, and you can enjoy and listen, disagree, maybe just laugh at how stupid I am. That's I think that's really the goal here, right? To give you some a good laugh where you can just unplug, disconnect, and be like, who is this weirdo, borderline psychopath I'm listening to? So that's what we're here for. I There's a park I walk at. I take my dogs to and I walk them around. It's got some cool... It has a cement trail that goes around the lake, and then... And then there's a bunch of land and they have these kind of gravel dirt trails that are double wide. And I say double wide, meaning like they're like more than a typical sidewalk. They go all through these fields all around. And so it's actually great because you can kind of like, you're in the middle of the city, but it feels like you're kind of, you went outside of the city, you're out in nature a little bit. And so it's great. Well, frequently I've seen some horse tracks and then some horse poop. And so there are people, and then. A couple days ago, I saw the horses this time. A couple people on horses walking. So people have their horses that they come into town to, or they bring from their house to walk here. Denver's a weird mix of like a classic cowboy town with super that's super trendy at the same time and artsy. And so it's very interesting because Oklahoma is pretty much all redneck. And but Denver's got a weird mixture. It's like it's like an old cowboy town, cattle town type thing. Lots of farms and ranches. More cowboy than I was expecting, honestly. But, well, my dog, apparently he likes what's going on in their poop because we walk by a couple times and he starts to sniff and I'm like, hey, quit sniffing that. I start to pull on and he quick snatches a little chunk and eats it like an animal. And so now I got to like veer around because, you know, horses just kind of poop whenever and it's a freaking mountain of poop. It's like seven of my 126 pound dog poops. In, in one pile. Like if he poops seven times in the same place. That would be about as much poop as a horse poop. And one single horse poop. And so now I gotta like avoid and swerve them. And they're almost always on the path. Usually not in the middle. But usually on one side or the other. Like on the path right. And so it got me thinking the other day. Where I've seen it now. You know I see it usually. Every time I go I see some horse poop somewhere. And I just go. Hold on this isn't fair. Everyone knows, pick up your dog's poop, right? And I will say, to my dog's credit, whether he knows it or not, he poops in, like, bushes and things, like, in the bush. He'll, like, trudge through or there's this really tall grass and weeds, and he'll, like, trudge through it and then, like, poop in it. And it, like, basically, it gets split and it falls in. And it is unpick And I'm like, man, shout out to you. Finn is the best. He just... And I was like, look, whether you realize it or not, you do me a huge solid. So I don't have to pick it up half the time. And you might say, why aren't you picking it up? Because literally it's like sifted through a bush and it's all over the branches and there's nothing left to pick up. And also I can't even reach in there. It's going to poke a bunch of holes in my bag. And then I'm just might as well just grab it with my bare hands. This hot steaming poop. You're welcome for that image. And and so, yeah, I for because of his ingenuity here and how he likes to pick his toilets. Great. And so. That being the case, he almost never poops on the path either because he's always wanting to poop in some tall grass, in a bush, things like that. And I'm like, good job to you. But I got there thinking, and I go, hold on. 
all dog owners, and I get there's a lot more dogs than horses going around, but one horse poop is the equivalent of, I don't know, seven or eight dogs. It's a, it's a one to eight ratio, okay? Why do, all, why do all of us dog owners, we have to pick up our poop, but you horse owners, your poops can just shart wherever they want, and then see you, good luck, and oh yeah, it's always on the path, because you guys are walking on the path, and we all just have to deal with it. And you might say, well, well I'm on a horse, and to stop and pick that, I don't care. It's no excuse. If you're going to come and you're going to use these public parks and these public areas where people are walking, running, walking their dogs, because now I have to deal with my dog trying to eat your horse poop. And also I have to, so then I have to walk around the horse poop and dodge it because I don't want to step in it because it's in the middle of the path. So, no, I said it's on the, but it's on the path. I just thought, wow, how lopsided, how privileged these horse riders are, these cowboys are. They can just prance around, literally, wherever, let their let their horse drop its package wherever. It's ten times the size of a small dog, five times the size of a big dog, and not have to worry a, a, a lick about it. Yeah, no. So I'm calling on, look, I'm a part of the pick up your horse's poop lobby. And I'm calling on you to pick up your horse, stop you know, you can pause, get off, grab by the reins. You got plenty of options. I know saddles come and you can you can put you can put bags, saddle bags, literally the term comes from saddles. You can put you can you can put a bag on that very easily. Keep up hundred plastic bags, pick it up. You might say, Well, it's a giant thing. Get a big bag. I don't care. Look, I would be happy even if they just had to take a little shovel and shovel it off the path. I'm fine with that. Because the area that I walk is big enough where it's actually probably good for this world to have some of that poop sometimes. So just shovel it off the path. I don't even need you to pick it up. I will say about this park too, they're sparse on trash cans. I've been mid-walk in the middle of like the field, had to pick up poop and then walk another half. I cut my walk short because I was like, where's a freaking trash can? I can throw away this dog turds that I thought I was supposed to pick up. Now guess what? Next time I'm out here and he poops, I'm not picking it up because there's no trash can. So, these are the problems that plague our times. Let me know your thoughts. Have you encountered anything like this? I'm sure not, because it's not normal to go to a park in the middle of a city where horses, where people ride their horses. I almost said walk their horses. Ride their horses. I guess it is walking your horse. So, yeah, that, look, that's my rants for today. Looks like today was a fiery Friday. Here we go, more alliterations. I'm... So conflicted. Alliterations are cool. It's they're they're catchy, but at the same time, everyone does them, and so it feels cliche to be like Wild West Wednesdays, Fiery Fridays, motivate not motivation Mondays. Um, I don't know, <laughs> Man Boob Monday. That's the only thing that came to my head. So I don't know. You 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 in for the alliteration game here? I'm being a bit of a honyak about it. Let's see what the right-hand Hanyak thinks. Send in your thoughts. We'll recap them on Wednesday or Monday, depending. But that'll do it for this episode of uh, the Rambling Viking podcast. We'll close out here. Do my Norwegian goodbye. Rachel, you can start your timer now. Let's see if I can keep it under five. Hopefully to round three. So thank you so much for listening to this Friday Dose of Weird. I hope it was great. I hope it helps you have a great weekend. It's PDFG. You ride the lightning. Have some excitement. And always, of course, don't forget to share this, like this, send in any comments, questions, thoughts. If you want to do your own live pod reaction and send them in, we're going to, we're going to do 
Wednesdays moving forward. That's when we get the audience feedback. So anytime I post questions on the podcast and you answer them, I will recap all of that on Wednesdays. Or if I ask for your opinion, or if you just want to give your opinion, or if you have questions for me that you want me to talk about. Like, what's a random question maybe you could ask me? And I'll answer those questions. Wednesdays is for the Hanya Accord. And that's for you guys to give your input, feedback, answer my questions, give me questions to answer, and we'll do all that. And it's real fun. So (coughs) be sure to send in all your thoughts on anything and everything that you might hear. So lastly, I just want to say I would like to start trying to clip out old episodes and clip out parts of episodes. So... And I'm willing to pay a very small amount of money, but money nonetheless, to anyone who, while you listen, you simply say, oh, he starts talking about this topic at, boom, this minute. Give me time stamps, basically. So say, like when I talked about, when I talked about Kia's logo being KN, give me the, the, the time stamp for that clip of the episode. You know, it started at five minutes, ended at eight minutes or whatever. For me, it probably started at five minutes, ended at 25 minutes. <laughs> which I don't know how much of a clip, right? We might have to be some stipulations, but every clip that you were willing to do, it's not per episode, it's per clip, per clip notes, I'll call them, where you give me the timestamps of starts here, ends here, and you talk about this, and you just send in a message. I'm willing to pay you a dollar. And if you're like, that's not worth it, but I'd figure you're already listening. How hard is it when you're listening? Just, just say, oh, just check the time and maybe have a note on your phone and just go, Beep, beep, 138 and, and put whatever the topic is and then but when it started and when and notice when I when I transition just go boom it doesn't have to be exact but approximates are good now they need to be close but I'm willing to pay a dollar a clip note uh, for to anyone who wants to go back while you listen to or go back to older episodes and do it I'm gonna try and start doing it but it's just a bit of a chore having so many episodes and you know, them all being 40 minutes long. I have my own podcast I want to listen to, and I also don't want to fall into a narcissistic, egotistical trap, nightmare, Pandora's box, if you will, of I only listen to my own podcast. I've listened to myself so much. I love myself so much that I become totally self-indulged and have the biggest head known to man after that. So that's what I don't want. So that's another reason behind this. But if you're willing to do that, also, if you say, not near enough money, I'm willing to hear out negotiations. Within reason, I'm not gonna look. I'm not made of money here. I live. I live. I live on a on a good budget. So, uh, not to mean a lot of money, but I mean a strong budget. <laughs> Meaning, I I really have to make sure I manage my money well. But I'm willing to pay a little bit. Shoot, who knows? Maybe maybe if you clipped out five episodes, I'd be willing to pay you five bucks, right? Or maybe you maybe I'm willing to pay five bucks for a clip or something like that. Especially if it's on a particular topic. Who knows? But you gotta you gotta ask the question to find out. So if you're willing to get, offer me clip notes of, of any kind, I'm willing to pay you a dollar, and to help out with that endeavor because I'm a lazy Hanyak. So that'll do it. That's all my closing notes. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak horde. If you don't know what Hanyak is, go back and listen to my last episode. I did a refresher explanation on the front end. That is something I will clip out and can always refer you to. So there you have it, folks. But. Um, if you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord, but thank you to all, all of you for being a part of it, and I look forward to being with you next time here on Monday. Got a lot of good things coming up around the corner. This Norwegian goodbye has been too long, so I'm going to close it out here. Go have a great weekend, everybody. Ride the lightning. Have a great time. We'll see you back here on Monday for your next dose of weird. This is your head Hanyak signing off.